Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about anxiety and specifically how we can handle it. All right, welcome back uh, to Bible Conversations. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, today, Dylan is uh, unable to be with us, but um, I actually have a very special guest with us, uh, my wife, Alyssa. And uh, I've talked about her quite a bit on this podcast and uh, very grateful that she's actually here today. So, uh, sweetheart, you want to just introduce yourself? My name is Alyssa. I am Chris's wife. I was kind of last minute thrown into this, but I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to talk today. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about something that is pretty near to our hearts, uh, something that we've both struggled with in the past and something that we... Um, you know, we work through and we work through it together as, as, as a team, as a couple. And what I kind of want to talk about is uh, biblical example and the biblical model. And uh, I'm actually, I get to preach on this on Sunday uh, and, and you've, you've kind of helped me out with thoughts and, and how we're going to, how I, how I guess I'm going to present it. But um, there's a, there's a really interesting analogy that, uh, that I'll be using Sunday, but, but I think you explain really well, um, can you tell me a little bit about the the butterfly and, and how all of that works? So when I was in high school, I guess I'll go back to um, how I related to this. I had a best friend um, who was living with me at the time, and she is an avid animal lover. So it was a cold winter day. We were over at someone's house, an older lady, and she saw a cocoon um, we didn't know if it was a moth or a butterfly cocoon, but she saw a cocoon, and it was in the doorpost of this lady's house. There's no way this butterfly would survive the winter in the cold, um, you know, in her mind. She needed to rescue this butterfly, or someone would knock it down. So we took this butterfly, and she ended up putting it in the house plant, and actually my closet there's a window a small window in my closet uh, so we just put it there and we forgot about it i just assumed you know by moving its location that it wasn't going to make it um not really supposed to touch you know what god designed but um a few weeks later we had forgotten about it my cat um was avidly hunting something in my closet he just wouldn't leave it alone and usually that means there's some kind of bug you know in the house and we heard just like this little flutter in the window we go in there and there was this beautiful yellow uh tiger swallowtail that had actually hatched from this cocoon and he was pretty new to this world um his wings hadn't quite developed yet just enough for him to start flapping um and we named him Cheeto. <laughs> so Cheeto, um, I guess, hatched from his cocoon too early because it was warm in my closet. And I guess he thought it was springtime. So he wasn't quite developed fully. Um, but overall, pretty healthy. He lived on a diet of sugar water, I guess, after that. And we had a pet butterfly for several weeks. And yeah. we enjoyed having Cheeto. Yeah. Well, and I think the really interesting, all of that is really interesting. And I <laughs> I get a kick out of listening to it. But um the fact that it it wasn't able to fly, right? Like it, mm-hmm. he could flutter. He could flutter, but he couldn't really. Like he wasn't able to leave. No, um, he, no more than maybe fifteen seconds. Yeah, and 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 that I think is kind of telling, right? Because the butterfly has to really, in a sense, kind of struggle 
before it's able to fly. It's got to go through a phase. And I, I think scientifically there, once it turns into, right, the metamorphosis takes 10 to 14 days, right? And mm-hmm. then there's a, there's some liquid. I don't know exactly what it's called. I don't know if you do either, but there's a liquid inside of the abdomen that is released into the wings. And that, that liquid then gives its wings the, the reach and the span and all of these things. Well, then it's got to dry. Right. And then it has to work those muscles and it has almost like, you know, like we as people, we do push-ups or we do stuff like that, right? Well, it's got to work its flying muscles. Right. And then it can fly. Right. If you ever see a butterfly hatching from its uh, cocoon, you're not supposed to help it um, because it's going through a very natural process where the blood is flowing back through its wings and there are chemicals released that are helping strengthen it. And you interfere with that process, it's not going to be strong enough on its own. It has to go through that struggle. Yeah. And the, the irony there, right, is by helping it, you're hurting it. Correct. So what I want to do is I want to take kind of that analogy and I want to talk about it via the scripture. And there's one passage I want to go to. I mean, we could we could spend a lot of time talking about all the people that have, excuse me, all the people that have struggled throughout scripture, right? I mean, you've got Joseph and you've got Jonah and you've got Job and a lot of J's apparently and uh, Jesus, right? And, uh, and you've got Paul and, and, um, and Stephen. I mean, there's the, the number of people that have struggled is just seemingly endless, right? Right. But I want to talk about what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. That's found in Matthew chapter 6. So if you guys are listening, Matthew chapter 6, starting in uh, verses 20, I believe it's 25 is where we're going to start. And what I want to do is I want to read this. And it's a decently long passage, but I'm going to read it kind of quickly. And, and then I think we just talk about it for a little bit. You good with that? Yep. All right. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God, And his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I think this is such such a beautiful passage. It's poignant, and it's vivid, and it's colorful. And you know, it talks about birds of the air, right? They they don't have to worry about what they eat, because God provides it for them. Doesn't mean that God just puts worms into their mouths. But God provides them for food, and they go out and they get it. And you get the lilies of the field. Well, they're not working to look the way they look. God is providing the growth, right? And it's the the water in the ground and the, the the soil that they're in, and the sunlight that God provides that allows them to grow and to bloom and blossom. Well, I think it goes beyond that. Um, God really values us because we have a soul. He gave us a soul, and He um, doesn't always 
you know, doesn't necessarily just take care of the physical, but the spiritual as well. He not only gives us water, but living water. Yes. And not only just our physical clothes, but clothed in holiness. And he didn't give us his son because of the birds, the air, the lilies of the field. As beautiful as they are, he gave his son for us. So he really takes care of us in something beyond, you know, what we think we need. Um, of course, we yearn for the physical things. Um, yeah. We need food and drink to live, and we want to be clothed and safe. But God has provided something much more. I, I 100% agree, and I think I think that really is kind of the gist of all that we're getting at, right? When you look through the Scripture, you see the Bible tells us, and Scriptures tell us, and God tells us, right, do not be anxious, well, we care about clothing, right? And we care about food and we care about the physical things of this life because we need them, right? They're, they're right. a part of, of our lives. And scriptures tell us here, right? We should strive for those things. Yes, That's why God set up the church the way he did to help each other take care of those needs when we can't provide for ourselves. Yes. Well, and, and here, right, it says the Gentile seeks, the Gentile seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all, right? God knows that we need them all. And so we need to care about those. And we need to look for those. We need to strive for those, as you've said, right? But I agree wholeheartedly. God has given us so much more. And the reality is, is when we go through troubles in life, right? James chapter one, right? Two through four, right? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith, faith will produce um, steadfastness. Steadfastness. It was actually the verse I pulled up. Yeah, well, that's good. It's let, like we live together or something. Something like that, right? And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Well, if we are, if we're going through trials, like that doesn't mean that we need to be happy while we're struggling, right? But it means that we need to know. And this is, this is really the point I want to get. And I think it's the point you've just made, right? Right. We need to know that God has already provided for us everything that we need. We need food. We need clothing. We need all these things. He's provided us the ability to get those. But more importantly than that, he's provided us his son. And that trumps everything. Anything that we might struggle with, God has already played the trump card by giving us his son. And so it's one thing to care about something. right? It's one thing to even a little bit of worry, right? A little bit of worry is going to lead you to do something, right? So I, I think of it this way. Uh, you know, we, we don't have kids yet, but when we do, I imagine that we're going to have a bicycle for our kid, right? And they're going to go outside and we're going to tell them, all right, see a stop sign down there? Don't go past that, right? Well, there's going to come a day where whatever our child's name is, besides, they're going to go past the stop sign. <laughs> and one of us is going to be looking out the window and guess what we're not going to see? We're not going to see our kid. And we're going to freak out a little bit inside. And we're going to start to worry. And that worry is going to lead to one of two things. Either we're going to sit there and we're going to stay worried and we're going to let it fester. And it's going to continue to build and build and build. And that's what leads to anxiety. Or we're going to go outside and we're going to yell at our kid because they decided to go past the stop sign, right? And we're going to say, get back inside, you're grounded, right? Like mm -hmm. those are the two options. And I think a lot of times what happens is we allow stuff to fester when we could do something or we worry about something when we can't do anything. And it's difficult to it's difficult to differentiate between those two and it's difficult to not worry about it because we care. Right. Well, some things are outside our control, but that's yes. when well, we have the examples of the people in the Bible, Bible that's when they turn to God yes. and they pray to him and they ask, God, 
tells us all the time just to ask him. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. I, I think that's exactly what we need to do. There are, there are certain things that we can do on earth and physically, right, that we can do. But when we're out of options there, we always have the option of prayer, right? We always have the option of talking to God and leaning on others, right? reading his word, singing to him, right? I mean, we have, we have options of things we can do, but we often forget those. And we, we let that worry build up so much in us that it creates a little pit in our stomach and it, it physically affects us. And so when we read through the scriptures and, and we see, do not be anxious, God's not telling us not to care. God's telling us, you need to care, <laughs> but you need to know that it's going to be all right, that I've got you, I've got you in the palm of my hand. And no matter what happens in this life, you're going to be all right because you're going to be with me. So I think that's really the message that that I'm excited to present on Sunday, uh, on Sunday night. And there will be more to it than that. But um, is there anything else that you were wanting to add or talk about? I think about? that sums it up. All right. That's well, what I wrote in your lesson. <laughs> a little bit. You, you did help me write that, and I do appreciate that. Um, well, sweetheart, I, I appreciate you talking with me about this and just conversing. And um, I think you've noticed I've had a smile on my face for this entire time. I I really enjoy this, and I enjoy talking with you about this. And um, I'm grateful that now there's at least a few other people that are going to hear some of the conversations that we get to have. Um, they're they're very beneficial for me, and I hope that uh, hope that you if you are listening right now that that you have been encouraged by this and that. Um, and that you have enjoyed this. So if you have anything that uh, that you need to ask us, if there's any questions, please let us know. Uh, the information to contact us is going to be played right about now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with thank you all so much for all of your support we love you